Sally Vanderpump. I'm an actor and a voiceover artist, but I haven't always been one, and I want to explore the power of taking a creative leap after a break. In my own experience, it can enhance, enrich, and maybe even transform your life. I'd love you to join me as I chat to other people who have rediscovered their creative paths. I read a statistic the other day, thank you to Liz Drury for sharing this, that really shocked me. In 1992, a NASA study found that 98% of children aged 4 to 5 were creative geniuses, but only 2% of adults who took the same test showed similar levels of creativity. Sir Ken Robinson is well known for suggesting that schooling stifles our creativity. But where does it go? Brene Brown says unused creativity is not benign. It metastasizes. It turns into grief, rage, judgment, sorrow shame. So my question is, if we all had it to begin with, can we get it back? Now, I'm not an expert, but I have been there. In my 20s, I'd say I lost touch with my creativity. I was busy working, partying, but I did have a feeling that there was something missing. I spent my childhood at drama clubs and art classes, and they were where I made my friends, where I felt like I belonged and basically where I came alive. But somewhere around my teenage years, um, I guess in parallel with sort of trying to trying to be cool, uh, don't know if I was ever very successful at that, but anyway, I gave it a go. I also started to be sensible. I soaked up the suspicion that perhaps going to drama school or art school was too risky and that I should go to university first as a kind of backup. So I started Art A-Level only to worry that I wasn't going to get good enough grades to go to university, and I switched from art to German. I got the grades I needed, I went to university to study English, and I went into journalism. I worked for 10 years as a sub-editor at the Sunday Times, more than 10 years actually, and then I moved to Stockholm to work for a PR company. It was when I was there and writing financial news for a Swedish bank and feeling utterly miserable and wondering what I had done and why why I was doing this that I sort of took a st- step back and realised I'd gone off on the wrong path. I auditioned for drama school and I went to Arts Educational where I had one of the best years of my life studying acting. And it was a really fantastic time. So I I was back on track. I had a couple of years of auditions, fringe theatre fun, and I was back at the Sunday Times as my day job. I got married and I had two children. And acting just didn't seem compatible with early motherhood for me. In fact... I was knocked for six by postnatal depression after my second child was born, and so my love of acting got hidden away in a box marked dreams of my youth and kept out of sight and mind. But creativity had not disappeared altogether. In fact, I would say it helped to heal me. There were lots of feelings that I couldn't describe when I had postnatal depression, but I could paint. I took art classes from abstract painting to life drawing and printmaking and I found it such a therapeutic and joyous way to carve out a little bit of creative time and meet lots of new people. I thought about becoming an arts therapist. I went for a 
an amazing day at Roehampton to test out the courses there. And something just told me I needed to try being an artist first. So eventually I found my way to jewellery making. I took a diploma in contemporary jewellery design and manufacture. It was great. I could work on a small scale from home using my hands, which is brilliant for getting you out of your head. It's just very cathartic to work with your hands. And um, I particularly loved wax carving. So I set up a business and everything was going well. But I distinctly remember the moment that I realised I was following the wrong path again. I was visiting the goldsmiths fair with my fellow jeweller and friend Ella Fear and Lowe. I think we'll meet her later on. Everything was beautiful and shiny. It's a great achievement and honour to be invited to exhibit at the fair, and it puts designers in front of collectors and buyers. As a jeweller designer maker, it was the direction that I was heading in. But while we were walking around looking at all these amazing pieces of work, something said to me so clearly, this is not your dream. It gave me a bit of a shock. The clues had been there for a while. We have silversmiths in my family dating back to 1886. I had wondered, maybe this is meant to be. I was selected for the Goldsmith Centre's Shine exhibition and I did their Getting Started course. I exhibited some jewellery in Milan during Fashion Week. I was selected for the London Creative Network's amazing business programme. And we had some fantastic tutors, insightful and inspiring classes and fantastic mentoring. I loved it. But it was when it came to a class where we were asked to visualise our future as a creative and I just could not imagine myself as a jeweller. I was trying to kind of conjure up this image of myself making jewellery in five years' time and it just wouldn't come. So I was, uh, I thought, maybe I would have a shop um, and exhibit other people's work but again that felt like something that I wanted to visit it wasn't true to my own um, wishes. I kept making jewellery though and I made a collection all about Shakespeare and the heart and and I had visions to make this exhibition that was all about um, emotion that featured actors headshots that had exciting emotional audio And suddenly I realised I don't want to make jewellery anymore. I want to get back to performance. I'd been making this artwork that was showing me what I really wanted to do. So I thanked my amazing tutor, Emma, and I said thank you and goodbye to everyone at London Creative Network. And off I went to audition for a play. And so, 14 years after I played Hermia in a production of Midsummer Night's Dream when I was pregnant with my son, I leapt back into acting. I auditioned for a one-woman show called The Cloak of Visibility and found myself back on stage aged 44. I can say with all honesty, my heart was right. But so was Ella Fearon Lowe's. In 2020, she exhibited at Goldsmiths Fair online thanks to covid and was featured as one of Vogue's One to Watch. I'll be chatting to her later, because she had an interesting career before she started jewellery making. What shocks me now is not that I was brave enough to give creativity another go, but that I was able to suppress or abandon this joy for so long. 
Revisiting the creative pursuits I loved as a child has genuinely given me new life. People have been saying to me recently, I love the way you've reinvented yourself. But actually, I feel like I've just come back to and revealed more of who I've always been. I've got more and more curious about the nature of creativity in the process. In the absence of rehearsal rooms and going to the theatre and galleries, I'm craving creative connection. Also, when the arts sector's feeling beleaguered in the wake of COVID, I, I kind of want to give hope that we can come back and keep going and that though this experience might be really hard, it won't be forever and it definitely won't be wasted. So I hope you'll join me as I chat to other people who have rediscovered their creative paths after a break. Let's find out what held them back and what helped them to jump back in and reclaim their innate creativity. Because it seems to me like we all have got it in us. I hope you'll feel inspired to join us and take a creative leap or even a small first step. After all, it could change your life. Thank you for listening to Creative Twist. I hope you've enjoyed it. Show notes and resources can be found on my website, sallyvandpump.com slash creative twist podcast i'd love to connect on social media at sally vanderpump and hear what inspires you to get or stay creative thanks to rosie kernahan for the podcast photo to vicky arledge for composing the music to jen at studio 2711 for the artwork and to tina cooney for her branding